0: For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide, even unto death. In the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. One of my New Testament professors who specialized in the writings attributed to St. Paul informed us of a style of writing that Paul used quite frequently. It's called the inclusio style, and what that means is it's almost as if things are contained within two brackets or parentheses. Paul will make a point, and then he'll go on about it at quite some length, and then he'll make the same point again. He begins and ends with the same thing, and the argument lies in between The two statements. I was thinking of that literary style as I was listening to the scripture readings being read tonight. Theologically, spiritually, they begin and end with the same thing God's care for us, God's providence for humanity. Yet I have been the Lord your God ever since the land of Egypt. You know no God but me, and besides me there is no Savior. That's the beginning end of things. And towards the end of the gospel reading, a great prophet has risen among us, and God has looked favorably on his people. The watchful, benevolent, loving eye of God, the Savior protecting and caring for his people. But things turn ugly pretty quickly, don't they, in that first reading. It's almost embarrassing to read it out loud in a public service. I will become like a lion to them, like a leopard I will lurk beside the way. I will fall upon them like a bear robbed of her cubs, and I will tear open the covering of their heart. There I will devour them like a lion, as a wild animal would mangle them. What on earth is this about? What on earth is this about? It seems as if the one who had promised just phrases before, to save and protect, has become the one from whom humanity needs to be saved and protected. We have the whole swath, the whole scope of Christian theology, the spectrum of the beginning and the end, and all that lies in between, I believe, uttered by these two passages before us tonight. We have the innocent time of humanity's existence, the time of enmity enmity between God and humanity all pointing to a time of restoration, a time of consolation. When all the evil that has been done will be undone, all the darkness that has befallen us will be pushed away. Because in the middle of these two passages, someone is knit together in his mother's womb. And that someone is jesus christ the son of god the savior of the world if you pay careful attention to the gospel stories you will see that jesus is undoing the kind of enmity and violence that that first reading descends into restoration and consolation. Those are two key themes in Christian theology. Jesus Christ has come to restore the relationship between God and humanity, and to restore the relationship between one person and another and all people. Evensong declares this fact every week, doesn't it? My soul doth magnify the Lord. What is the Magnificat about but restoring God's order for things? What is the Magnificat about but the turning over, the turning upside down of the things that have been perverted and gone awry by human sin and making them new again in Jesus Christ, the one who will be born of this woman who sings her Magnificat for the world. Lord, now let us, thou thy servant, depart in peace. The consolation, the comfort, brought to an old man who's waited to see this savior his whole life, and now he can depart in peace. We see these beautiful themes enacted in the life of a woman from a place called Nain, about 14 kilometers south of where Jesus grew up. A woman who, following the death of her husband and now the death of her only child, is destitute is desperate for restoration, is desperate for consolation. And when Jesus says to her dead son, arise, and he sits up, her life is restored, and her soul and heart are consoled. These themes, these beams of light, are the very things God wants to push into our hearts and into our lives. He wants to heal all of our broken places. He wants to heal all of our places of despair and anxiety. He wants to restore us as his children so that we see ourselves as beloved and love one another As he has loved us and in doing that he wants to fill our hearts with the consolation of his grace poured out to us in Jesus Christ so pray on those things think on those things and remember the words attributed to the Christ behold I make all things new I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, his own inclusio structure. And as St. Paul puts it, nothing, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord, and in another place, all things work together for good for those who love God. Jesus Christ is our restoration. He is our consolation. Amen.